How to remember him at the time of death. Krishna said this at the end of the last chapter and is elaborating on this throughout this whole chapter on this topic. The most important thing in life is how to die. Mostly people don't like to talk about death. But it's the, actually the only really important thing in life. Actually, the real, only important thing is to remember Krishna. But particularly at the time of death, uh, according to our consciousness, we get another kind of body. If our consciousness is fully spiritual, we get a fully spiritual body. If our consciousness is fully material, we get a fully material body. There are various uh, levels of material consciousness. If we're in Tamagun, then we go down. Udvanga chanti sattvastho madhetishtanti rajasaha chaghanya guna vrittisto adhoga chanti tamasaha. Those who are in the mode of goodness, they go upwards. Those whose consciousness is predominated by rajagun, they stay in the middle area. And those who are in the abominable mode of ignorance, tamagun, they must go downward. But even sattvagun, that is also material. If one has developed spiritual consciousness to some extent, but is still infected by material qualities, then still he will have to take birth in this material world. But will do so with the possibility of uh, developing spiritual life again. Shuchinam Srimatam Gehe Yoga Bhashto Bhidayati Those who are unsuccessful in their practice of yoga take birth again in a family of very pure brahmanas or pious kshatriyas or vaishyas and then tatratang buddhi sam yogam labante purvadehikam then they uh, when they get when they again come in contact with the yoga principles they pick up from where they left off in their last life that's why Prabhupada sometimes said his disciples were uh, previously practicing Krishna consciousness in, in previous lives but not to a full extent that's why in this material world so he warned not to make the same mistake in this life understanding that the human form of life is the uh, crossroads we should take the right turning in all other species of life one is simply burning off karma the trees, the insects, the animals, they're yeah. all bodies of uh, conditioned souls. Whatever they do, they do not get a karmic reaction for that. Yeah. Even the snake or the scorpion that bites viciously for no reason, even if you don't attack, they may come and bite you. That means they must have been very envious in their human life to get such a body. But in that present body, even though they are expressing so much envy, they are not uh, accruing more karmic reaction. They are just paying it off. In the human form of life, if one does not act for purification, then he has to go through many, many, many lifetimes of lower species. But if one understands the actual purpose of life, then he can make a complete solution to all problems forever. What is the problem? If we analyze from our selfish point of view, 
we are suffering so much in material existence. The problem is repeated birth and death. So the Shastra at a higher level addresses this problem of repeated birth and death. Repeated birth and death means concomitant old age, disease and untold, uncounted, unlimited distress in unlimited numbers of ways. So the Shastra at its at the higher level, Jnanakanda, addresses the uh, more intelligent persons who have, who have become cognizant of this problem. And much of Bhagavad Gita also, as the uh, topmost uh, manifestation of Jnanakanda, much of it is devoted to uh, this problem, solving the problem of repeated birth and death. I say it's the topmost level of Jnanakanda. Actually, Bhagavad Gita teaches bhakti. But real knowledge, or the, or the topmost level of knowledge, is to understand Krishna. The bhakti is taught in Shastra in three divisions. The first is Sambandha Gyan, knowledge of our relationship with everything. Who are we? Who are we? We are eternal spirit souls. Our actual relationship is with Krishna as his eternal servant. And we have no actual relationship with anything that is conceived of uh, outside of a relationship with Krishna. We have no relationship with this material world, neither at a gross level or at a psychic or subtle level. We have no relationship, we have no intrinsic relationship with the demigods. Actually, we have a relationship with everything via Krishna. But outside of a relationship with Krishna, anything conceived of as real is simply an illusion. So this is Sambandha Gyan, and uh, being trained to act in that relationship by the process of Bhakti Yoga is called Abhideya. And actually attaining to the perfect realized state, uh, entering into a relationship of love of Krishna is called Prayojan, or our necessity. So Bhagavad Gita is Gyan, knowledge, by which one can understand that our relationship is with Krishna, bhakti. So uh, much in Bhagavad Gita, in, 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 just like here in this verse, Krishna speaks of, or in this chapter, once Krishna speaks of how we can get free from birth and death. At the higher level of bhakti, one is not even interested in freedom from birth and death. A devotee automatically transcends birth and death by being a devotee. And like the Supreme Lord who may appear to uh, take birth in this material world, a devotee is never in the material world. We talk about someone going back to Godhead. But with the higher level devotees, we don't say they go back to Godhead because they never left Godhead. We shouldn't say, for instance, that Prabhupada left his material body because he had never had a material body. He only appeared in this material world to bring us back to that world of which he is an eternal resident. So for such a devotee, there's, uh, it's, it's not that he's thinking how I can get free from birth and death. But because we conditioned souls are in such miserable consciousness of always thinking of our own happiness in terms of what I like, what will be favorable for my happiness. Therefore, we are directed towards the path that will 
free us from birth and death with the understanding that birth and death in this material world is miserable. That's a fact. But the jiva's real prayojan, his real need is to love Krishna. Here in this chapter, Krishna brings the two points of attaining freedom from birth and death and loving Krishna. He brings the two together. Here in this chapter is described a mechanical process for fixing the mind on Krishna. But at the end of the chapter, Lord Krishna indicates that for those who are fully fixed up in devotion to Krishna, there's no need for any mechanical process. There's no need for anything but to love Krishna. Whatever is in the Vedic literature is simply meant to bring us to this point. This doesn't mean that the Vedic injunctions are meaningless, but that their actual purpose can be understood by one who uh, has knowledge of Krishna and our relationship with him. So this human life is very valuable, very important. We shouldn't underestimate the importance of this human life. Unfortunately, most people are doing so, acting frivolously, whimsically, even uh, after getting knowledge of Krishna and Krishna consciousness. So many people, they, they, they don't take it very seriously. They uh, have such a good opportunity especially in this Kali Yoga, Kaling Sabhajyantyarya Kunagya Sarabhaginha. Yatra Sankirtananaiva Sarva Swarto Dhilabhyate. Those who are actually very intelligent and who can understand the essence of everything, they say Kali Yoga is very good. What's good about it? Pretty much everything is bad. It's an ocean of dosh, everything bad. What do you think, Hari? What do you think about this Kali Yuga? Is it good or bad? I don't know. You don't know? Okay, listen carefully and I'll tell you. <laughs> Kali Yuga is very, very bad. Anyone dispute that? How can we find out that Kali Yuga is bad? I can offer two processes. One is look out the window. Another one is look inside, <laughs> inside and outside. Very bad. But, 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 Ali, 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 big but. Astihi eko mahan guna. There is one very great quality of Kali Yoga. And that quality is so good, it so much outweighs the bad qualities. Persons who are actually very expert at discerning the essence, they worship Kali Yuga because in Kali Yuga simply by the process of Sankirtan all one's best interest can be served. Mm. Or that, that one great quality that simply by chanting the holy name of Krishna one can be free from all material contamination which by following this difficult yoga process it may be difficult to do so, even by following it very meticulously. And by chanting the holy names of Krishna, one can get more than simply liberation from the material world. And one can attain to the lotus feet of Krishna. Krishna mantra hoite hobe shongsha mochan. By the Krishna mantra, one can get freed from repeated birth and death. Krishna nam hoite pabe krishna charan. And by chanting the holy names of Krishna, one can attain pure devotional service at the lotus feet of Krishna.
Therefore, Amon Harinam Karosha. Therefore, we should beat into our minds that the very essence of life is chanting Hare Krishna. This whole material existence is like a vast, impassable ocean. We have no ability to swim across it. And it is filled with innumerable sharks and crocodiles. But the Harinam is like a path to the ocean. And if we go on that path, we can cross over. There are so many different alternatives that following uh, strict moral principles, being a uh, righteous karmi, uh, repeating various mantras, uh, undertake, undertaking various austerities, cultivating knowledge according to the Vedic scriptures, performing yoga, sacrifices, meditation, nahi, 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 all useless. <laughs> Not useless, but almost completely useless. Because in Kali Yoga, the only process is Govinda Nam, Krishna Nam, Hari Nam, Ram Nam, Madhusudan Nam, not, not any other name. Not Kali Nam or Durga Nam <laughs> or Shiva Nam or Sai Baba Nam. This will not help. Nor if we think I shall be happy in this material world. And then when we get fed up of trying to be happy in this material world, we try to get liberated from this material world. But we shouldn't be attached to any such useless process. It's They just give some temporary feeling of satisfaction or relief. Like on a hot day, the cloud comes and we think, oh, that's very nice. But simply to stand under a cloud is not the goal of life. So we shouldn't think that any anything which gives temporary results, like trying to get material happiness or trying to get free from birth and death, we shouldn't think that that's actually the goal of life. But rather we should yes, yes. fill up our mouths and call out very loud, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Was that very difficult? Was it a cause of great anxiety? Was it a great strain? When again will we have such an easy opportunity? We are born on this earth planet at the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. During the time of the Sankirtan movement, you're all very aristocratic. Bosnians, all your respectable forefathers were living in Bosnia. They didn't have the opportunity to chant Hare Krishna. So now is your chance. You think that, well, just for now I'll do some Reiki and Vastu and next life I'll chant Hare Krishna. You might not get the chance. Better chant Hare Krishna now. When again will such a chance be available? Hmm. <clears throat> we can look through all the Vedic scriptures and we won't find any process as nothing in comparison with the holy name of Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Krishna Hare 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 if we search through all the Vedic literatures, we won't find any process that's equal to chanting these names. This particular Maha Mantra specifically destroys all the 
calamities and contaminations of Kali Yuga. But that in itself is not the greatest glory of Harinam. The actual benefit of chanting Hare Krishna is this, that when we get a little taste for chanting, then love of Krishna arises within the heart. And by love of Krishna, then we get Krishna. So we should take this very seriously. We should hear and chant about Krishna constantly. Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvatthaka, he was once talking about how we should go on hearing Harikata all the time. And he said that, well, if you say, well, I can't stay now because my son is dying, I will say, stay anyway and hear. This is more important. The, the uh, intense necessity of hearing about Krishna. So that should be the uh, motto of our lives, to make Krishna, Krishna Nam, Krishna Consciousness, the, the essence of our lives. And give up all this, everything else useless. It's actually very easy to understand the philosophy of Krishna consciousness. There is Krishna consciousness and everything else in the garbage can. That's all. Useless. So we got this human form of life. So we should make it successful by Krishna consciousness. And don't delay. I have so many important things to do. Nothing is actually important except preparing ourselves to die. That doesn't mean that you take a life insurance policy, arrange to have a... arrange your spot in the graveyard. It means... It means to prepare oneself for going to Krishna. We have to prepare now. Tomorrow may be too late. What are you going to do tomorrow? We all have our plans. I have a plan. Go to Zada. But I might not see Zada through these two eyes. No guarantee. There's no guarantee. Now the sun has set. There's no guarantee that we'll see the sun again through these uh, through the present two eyes we have. We presume that we shall because every day is like that. That the sun rises and we see it and sets and then again we see it. So by the influence of Maya, it seems that we are permanently in this material world. Everything goes on according to routine. The, the, the sun sets, the sun rises. But the, the day will come when we don't live to see the sunrise or the sunset. It comes to everyone. So we should prepare ourselves, knowing that death can come at any time. And if it doesn't come tomorrow, it doesn't come today, it may come tomorrow. If it doesn't come tomorrow, it may come the day after that. But certainly, 50 years, 100 years, how long will we be in this body? None of us would expect to be in the present body in the year 2105. Where will you be? Well, Chaitanya Mahabharu is giving us the opportunity that we'll be in a in a world where there's no thought of two thousand the year two thousand and five or two thousand one hundred and five where time is on a completely different there's there's no measurement of there's no calendars or measurement of years. There's no measurement of time in the spiritual world. Time is there but simply to nourish the pastimes of Krishna. Timeless pastimes. There's no need of history books or 
Your only need is to live with Krishna, play with Krishna, dance with Krishna. So, let us go there. Otherwise, where will we be? Somewhere in this material world. Someone's leaving? They got prasad. Okay. Alright. Don't leave without prasad. Yeah. There's prasad. Don't go without prasad. Yeah. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Any question? Mm. Uh, the paragraph that we decided to quote in the beginning about mm. death, about that point. Uh, that's the, that's yeah? the uh, from the verse itself. I, I know, but mm. okay, you chose that one. There are several of them. The ho- in this chapter especially, yeah. Okay. Uh, what I was a bit interested in is that over there it says that in the moment of death, what is very important as a crossroad, we all know that. Uh, in the case that somebody uh, moves consciousness or the brain into the area of the sixth chakra, mm. by that way, that is a yogic path, uh, can reach Krishna in the case that the focus becomes Krishna himself. Mm. And then, as a superior method, mm. later on we see Bhakti Yoga, so developing pure emotions for Krishna mm. in this life, so mm. not exercising those six chakras and everything. Mm. Um, I was a bit curious. Um, I'm new in Bhakti Yoga mm. and a bit older one in the Six Chakras meditation. So now when I see, when I practice a bit, I'm still a very young devotee, okay? Mm. When I practice Krishna Consciousness, you do it daily, nearly every second of the day, you can be Krishna Conscious. Yeah. Know that Krishna is everything that you are a part of Krishna, live that way. Mm. If you go for uh, the Six Chakras meditation, for the Six Chakra, then you do it from time to time. Mm. So is it possible that in a way you can cheat in a moment of that, as those people who develop a sense for the sixth chakra to mm. focus their mind, they're not devotees all the time, they're mm. not Krishna conscious right all the time, just mm. in that moment of that. But you have a devotee who really devotes his or her life here on earth now to be a servant of Krishna as that is our natural status. Did I manage to pose my question? No, I didn't catch it. Okay, two ways. One way, when you die, to yeah. get closer to Krishna is sixth... Uh, mechanical sixth process. Yeah. yeah. And the second way is be a devotee. Okay, uh-huh. So this mechanical process, is it maybe some kind of a little cheating? As that is just, let's say, one second in your life. Okay, can you translate? Uh, I okay, don't know. sorry for... Can you translate? <laughs> well, I don't know who taught you this process, but it seems like they cheated you. <laughs> Nobody taught me. I did it on my own. It you just happened. Uh-huh. Awesome. I'm self alone in the uh-huh. world. It's not meant to be a part-time process. It's supposed to be practiced uh, full-time. It is taught in the modern age. There are different yoga groups who taught, who teach part-time yoga. Uh, but it was never meant for that, actually. It's, uh, it requires much application to make progress in it. Requires much application. But yeah, um, is it a kind of cheating? Yeah, from both sides, from Krishna's side and from the practitioner's side. Because in this uh, yoga process, one thinks that I am doing, I am controlling my body, I am controlling my life as, I am controlling my mind. And by doing so, one gets some mystic insights. And one starts to think that I'm making a lot of advancement. Although uh, actual spiritual advancement means to know Krishna and love Krishna. So Krishna gives all these different processes to people who have not awakened their taste for hearing and chanting about Krishna. But then it's inserted there that 
to attain the, the actual success of dharma, karma, jnana, yoga, any of these processes, one has to uh, remember Krishna. Yeah, to remember Krishna, to serve Krishna, to love Krishna. So these uh, processes are given to persons who uh, have not taken up the natural process of bhakti yoga. And if by doing so they can remember Krishna at the time of death, they can go to Krishna. But their going to Krishna doesn't mean that they attain the same status as a devotee who has developed his love for Krishna. So in all respects, it's an inferior process. That's why at the end of this chapter, Krishna says that... you. After explaining all this, he says, you just be my, my devotee and you get all the benefits of all these processes. What is that process? Vedeshu yagyeshu tapasu chaiva daneshu yat punya palang padishtam atyeti tat sarvam idang vidit va yogi param sthanam upaiti divyam chadyam. Bhakti yoga is uh, by far superior process to any other. <laughs> Because from the very beginning, it's concerned with the essence of our being, that we are spirit soul. It's not concerned with any uh, peripheral understanding. But from the very beginning, the central essence of our existence. So all these other processes, they, they cannot even begin to compare with Bhakti Yoga. So please read all of Srila Prabhupada's books and understand this very clearly. Who's reading Prabhupada's books regularly? You are a great yogini now. And if you think I'm a little one, that's very good. If we think that I'm, now I'm a big yogi, I'm a big devotee. <laughs> then we have a big boom as we hit the, hit the bottom of the well. There's no bottom, actually. Let's just keep on falling. So... Let us always remember Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Mahavakya, great instruction. Essence of all the Vedas. Easy to say. We have to we actually we but we have to cultivate that. Any other question? Hare Krishna. Hare. Translation of the first. I already said it during the lecture. I incorporated it in the lecture. This is my prize for giving a class. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you very much. I'll take it. You can all go, then I'll take it. <laughs> So you all enjoy your prasadam and I'll enjoy my prasadam. Thank you very much. Thank you for starting this temple. Now you have to fill up every home in Bosnia with Prabhupada's books. Go door to door through all the towns, in the mountains. Vasudev Datta goes all over Slovenia, up the mountains, drives up, knocks on the door and says, take this book. So fill up every home in Bosnia with Prabhupada's books and every mouth in Bosnia with prasadam. Charity begins at home. You have that saying? Prabhupada used to call that. That means fill up the devotees first. Fill up the mouths also with Harinam. Fill up the heart with Krishna Bhakti. And then the whole of Bosnia will become empty. Everyone will go to Vaikuntha. <laughs>